Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 14th episode of the Tribro Podcast. I had to glance over to my uh, other monitor to make sure it was the 14th episode because yeah. I forgot midway through. Losing track. I am your host, <laughs> Justin Alonzo, and joined on Zoom, or not Zoom, Discord, because I'm an idiot, cool. Nicholas O'Brien. How are you doing, Hello. Nicholas O'Brien? Hi, Nicholas O'Brien. <laughs> I'm doing okay. Hi, O'Brien Nicholas. O'Brien, comma, J, Nicholas. Oh, no. Is middle initial after? I think it's after. It's after. It's after. It's the I, last thing. O'Brien, comma, Nicholas, J. Wait, what's your middle name? Joseph? Okay. Yeah. Is it actually? Yeah. Oh, I guess that. I'm him. Yeah, look at you. That's my confirmation name. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right, we're but doing yeah, a podcast. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not doing okay. Uh, Mets suck, but we'll talk mm. about it. Yeah, um, I'm only supposed to know about the uh, Oakland A series. I'm not supposed to know about it being 8 nothing in the bottom of the ninth uh, in a 3-1 count to DJ. Hey, we're looking at our crystal ball. Yeah, that's the, the my television. Crystal ball. The crystal ball, yes. that's my television. Yes, um, and not a ball. Yes, but we didn't talk about that because the Bronx already no. recorded because we're cool. And I have, cool. you know what, you know what, guys, if you're listening to this before the, before the uh, Rays play the first game, put the house on DJ LeMahieu walking on a 3-1 count in the bottom of the ninth with a runner on first and uh, third with two outs. All right, let's get into the Bronx. <laughs> let's get into it. The Bronx. Spotify, you listeners are going to be so confused. Hello and welcome back to the Bronx. <laughs> uh, for people not watching on YouTube, I just like held my like mouth open getting ready to introduce it. Uh, I yeah. think you had a stroke. I had a stroke in five <laughs> seconds, went to the hospital and came back and got diagnosed with a grade three stroke strain. Grade three Grade three stroke screen. It okay. was diagnosed by the injury report brought to you by the Trivero MD. No way. No way. So getting into the injury report brought to you by the Trivero MD. Aaron Judge officially activated off the 10-day IL. Corresponding move was Oswald Peraza was put on the 10-day IL. Um, I, I don't know. He was, like, cleared for, like, the play, like, two days before they put him on the IL. Yep. They just don't like him. I was literally just going to say they that. They just I feel don't like, like him. They're taking this as an excuse to not play him. Dude, like, who, oh, you hurt. You hurt. You can't. Who did, who did he hurt? Who hurt you? I know. Whatever. He slept that's... with Cashman's wife. I was thinking, like, whose wife did he sleep with? <laughs> Giancarlo Stan is expected to start light baseball activity soon. Um, he's probably going to do the thing Bader did with, like, swinging in a pool and all that. Oh, um, yeah. Carlos therapy. Yeah, hydrotherapy. Carlos Rodon got a cortisone injection in his back, going to rest for another day and then throw tomorrow, see how he feels. Aaron Hicks left game two with hip tightness. Um, He feels better. That was... No, you do feel bad for the guy. Yeah. Because he's done two good things this year. Immediately after is just... Not even gets hurt, just something bad happens. Fair enough. Um, The big one. Luis Severino threw three in the third innings um, today in a rehab start. In that, he had two hits, one of them a home run, the other one a broken bat single, one walk, three strikeouts. 
He averaged 95.9 miles an hour on his fastball, topped out at 98, and is expected to make another rehab start Tuesday. Looks very good. Love that. Um, yeah. Much needed. Much, especially after today. But we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> you know, from what reading the tea leaves, it appears that he's going to have one more rehab start Tuesday, then get called up. That is not confirmed at all. But that's just kind of seemed like the way that things are going. Right. That's all I got for the injury report, um, unless you have sources. Um, oh, I should, I, should sources... Probably, I should probably talk about the uh, John Boy thing with Rodon. Oh, that? Okay. I mean, I think that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, John Boy on Talking Yank said that a source inside the Yankees organization told, he said, like, a trusted source within the Yankees organization, told him not to expect Carlos Rodon to pitch this year. And someone, like, tweeted out, like, the quote, shut up, I see you grinning. And then Carlos Rodon's wife um, <laughs> responded saying, absolute bullshit, and then just put trusted source. Yeah. I, I, th- I, I thought that was really funny. She might know a thing or two. She may, she may know him personally. She a may, little bit. She may know who he is. Probably. Uh, I just heard was, of him at the very least. Yeah, I thought that was a funny <laughs> note. Yeah. Um, all right, so going on to the game recap, you got two Yankee lefties, Nestor Cortez versus J.P. Sears. Bottom of the fifth. You got to go all the way to bottom of the fifth, where I want you to guess who's, who leads off with a hit. Would that be um, the non-impact bat? The impact bat, Harrison Bader. I want you to guess what the hit was. A leadoff double. No. No. Oh, what was it? A triple. He's fast. He's fast. He is fast. fast. Harrison Bader, leadoff triple. Oswaldo Cabrera hit a two-run home run. Great to see from him. Um, Top of the sixth, Yankee killer Tony Kemp gets a single 2-1. Jace Peterson walks with base loaded. That ties the game up. Bottom of the sixth, impact bat Glaber Torres hits a Uh, home run. That's an impact bat. Oh, I got – just wait. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Then Rizzo single, and then DJ gives me some more fantasy points with a home run, makes it 5-2 Yankees. Um, then you go to the bottom of the seventh, uh, Jose Trevino single. Aaron Hicks just hits a laser home run um, and pimps the bat. I don't know how to feel about that. I feel like a lot of people were, like, crying about it. I don't hate it in a way. Whatever. Good for it's, him. It's one of those things of, like, just getting all that frustration out, but it's also a thing of, right. like, know your place. Yeah, you know, I guess. Because that was his first hit at Yankee Stadium since September 23rd of 2022. First hit? First hit. Hit. Wow. It was 227 days ago. Yikes. So that's, like, my – but I see it from both ways, so I don't really – I get it, yeah. I don't have an opinion on right. it. Um, just – I don't know. Something interesting. 227 days, though. That's... Yeah, that's rough. Um, Nestor ended up going five innings pitch, six hits, two earned runs, two walks, four strikeouts. I know one run he gave up, then the other one was Marnaccio gave it up as an inherited run. Still his run. All right. Um, yeah. We still don't know how to feel about that. JP <laughs> Sears, five and a third innings pitch, six hits, five earned runs, zero walks, four strikeouts. Um, Cashman smiling and dancing. Cashman masterclass. Master what a class. great trade. Yeah, no. Both sides are hurting <laughs> it. Um, at least Frankie Montas has not hurt the Yankees. 
Very he true. has not been a reason they lost. Can you say yeah. the same thing about Waldschuk and, Se- and Sears? I'm coping. Um, game two was Clark Schmidt versus Drew and Rukunski. We got it. Him. It's okay. Drew. Drew. My guy, Drew. My boy, Drew. So this was Aaron. Sorry, in my notes, I have Arson Judge. Arson Judge's return to the lineup. It really is hard to make a typo on his name. Not. Um, Top of the second, Jace Peterson single to give Oakland a 1-0 lead. Then the bottom of the third, Judge reached on a fielder's choice. One scores. Rizzo single, 2-1. Claver single, 3-1. Bader single, 4-1. Bower sack, 5-5-1. Literally just station to station. Gotta love that. Keep it going. Um, Top of the fourth, Jordan Diaz. Solo home run, 5-2. Yankees, you'll not hear his name again. Bottom of the fifth, (laughs) Glaber home run, 7-2. Hey, that Glaber guy's pretty good. Yeah. Top of the seventh, wait. Jordan Diaz hit another home run, 7-3. Yankees, I thought I wasn't talking about him. Bottom of the seventh, Jake Bowers hits a home run, 9-3 Yankees. Um, Top of the eighth, wait. Jordan Diaz hit a third home run? Third? I thought he was, what? What? 9-5 Yankees. Um, bottom of the eighth, uh, Anthony Volpe hits a leadoff triple. Judge ends up knocking him in with a sack fly, 10-5. I just love triples. Triples are, like, my favorite. They're, they're more I exciting. like seeing triples more than a home run. Yeah, because I feel like there's more excitement. Because, yeah, like, a home run, you usually know off the bat, and, like, it's hype. Like, obviously giving – Right. Obviously, you'd rather the home run in most circumstances. But as a right. fan, seeing a – But just seeing a someone leg out a triple. triple – And I'm pretty sure yeah. both triples – were stand-up triples with Bader and Volpe. Right. They, right. I think Boone, men. Boone said Anthony Volpe was the greatest base runner he's ever seen. Really? That is... And keep in mind, Boone played like 10, 15 years. Right. High praise. And he also was the broadcaster of Little League World Series. Oh, my God. Was he really? Yeah, so you got to keep, keep that in mind in that praise. No way. No way. Uh, Schmidt... Ended up going six innings pitched, five hits, two earned runs, two walks, seven strikeouts. That was his first start of six innings. Like, the first time he, like, finished six innings. So, that's really good. Right. Hopefully, he can build yeah. off that. I don't care. It's the right. A's. Fits my narrative. Going right. into the series, the A's had the same OPS as the Yankees. So, right. I don't care. And, I mean, I think, forget it's the A's. It's just a confidence booster. That's like, no matter what team it points. is. Exactly. Yeah. Re- Drew went five innings pitch, six hits, seven runs, five of them earned, um, three walks, two strikeouts. Um, just great overall team win. Uh, Greg Weissert was responsible for giving up three of the runs. He ended up getting sent down. And Davey Garcia um, got called up. I, I know Mets fans know Davey Garcia um, yeah, from the, I, I from the bubble now. season. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, game three is Joni Burrito versus Kyle Muller. My mom thinks his name's actually Burrito, by the way. Burrito? Yeah. That's like, cute. I asked her when he was pitching, I said, Mom, what's his last name? She goes, Burrito? Yes. Because, like, I, I call it Burrito Correct. so much. Correct. You're uh, getting it's, like, it's like lasagna. Like Jonathan Lasagna. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like one Same of those thing. things. Yeah. <laughs> top of the first, impa- the Impact Bats had a great top of the first. Glaber uh-huh. Torres, sack fly, one nothing Yankees. Harrison Bader, three run home run, four nothing. Advantage appearance some... doesn't count. It it counted. <laughs> it counts. Uh, I got some numbers about him later. Just you wait. 
Um, top of the second, Carlos Perez hits a home run. Jace Peterson goes back-to-back to make it 4-2. Bottom of the fifth, I was getting my hair cut this inning. Of course I was. Um, Judge double, Rizzo single, DJ home run to make it 7-2. Glaber double, Higgy walk, Cabrera walk. Anthony Volpe grand slam. Of course hey, I missed it. At least I heard that one on the radio. At right. least I heard uh, that one on the radio. That sucks. That was a great at-bat from him because um, I watched the post game and I don't know who the pitcher was, but he ended up walking back-to-back hitters. And right. he threw a first pitch fastball that Volpe just turned on, which I think that's very good baseball IQ. Yeah. Just to know that like he's like can't find the zone base load, he has to get back in the zone. Yeah, sit fastball. Yeah. I don't I don't like Volpe swinging this much on the first pitch, but in that situation I'm fine with it. I'll get yeah. into that later. Um okay. top of the seventh, J J Bleday. Dude, these da- J. Bleday. There's a reason they're Marlins legend. There are reasons they're a double-A team. It's a solo shot to make it 11-3. Davey Garcia ends up getting the final nine outs in his season debut. Goes three innings pitch, two hits, one earned run, one walk, two strikeouts. One of those hits was the home run. So not too much traffic on the base paths. Right. Um, Joni Burrito went four and a third innings pitch, five hits, two earned runs, two walks, three strikeouts, and a hit batter. Uh, Kyle Muller went four innings pitched, five hits, six earned runs, three walks, six strikeouts. Um, not good from Burrito. The numbers don't look horrible, but it was a lot worse. I think he had yeah. second and third three times or something like mm-hmm. that. So, like, there was a lot of scoring positions. It was just good defense and the A's being the A's. Um, 30 losses. That's 8 and 30. I know. They don't even have double-digit wins. I, I was, like, going into the series, I was telling myself, if we let them get to double-digit wins before they get to 30 losses, we need to be relegated. Yeah. Like that. It's just, like, uh, I don't even know. I can't. The A's are just a it's, disaster. It's horrible. All right, that's it for that's the game recaps. That's bag. Yeah. To get into, the Mets swept them, right? That's an honest question. Yes. I think they did. Yes. Yeah. No, no, I, think I had one of the games back. was close. The last game was, like, extremely back and forth. No. They almost blew it. But, yeah, they did end up sweeping them. Okay. Um, just some overall thoughts. Harrison Bader is insane. Um, in his last six games, he's hitting 579, three home runs, two triples, 11 RBIs, and a 1-2-6-3 OPS. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Slugging. A one, two, six, wow. three slugging. Holy crap. You like that little setup there? Yeah. yeah like, that was like, good. You, I was like, like, okay, all right, nice. That's decent. Slugging. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no, good for him. Hit the ground yeah, running. That's much needed. He's obviously not going to keep this up. Like, that's just, no. if he did, he would win the MVP. He would win five yeah, MVPs. He would set. Every single record possible. He would get right. drug tested every other inning. Like how they do like the spider <laughs> tack checks. They would be drug yeah. testing him like that. Yeah, um, seriously. So, and he's known for being like a hot cold player. But I do think he yeah. is going to be better than his career overall. Mm-hmm. Just because like the thing I said, like the swing change, the home road splits. Right. All that. Um, the playing for his hometown team. Yeah, um, yeah. He's just a spark plug. I, I love Harrison Bader. Um, and I'm just going to go over some other guys that I think are not getting, like, enough love as they should be getting. Anthony Rizzo in his last eight games is hitting 406. 
Um, on this season, he's hitting 304 with a 390 on base with a 471 slugging, good for 861 OPS and a 144 WRC+. Plus. I said, going into the season, I think he's going to be one of the hitters that is most benefited by the shift ban. Yeah, I and mean, like, so far, definitely. And it, it's not even a thing like he hits a lot of balls where the shift was. He does hit a couple, but it's just like the confidence thing. Like the right. mental aspect of it. Like, yeah. I can I can pull the ball if I need to. I don't have to, but now I know there's another... I can, I don't have to focus on hitting everything oppo. Or hitting right. everything in the air. So I think right. that's also why his slugging has gone down a bit. Because he was a like 225 hitter with an 825 OPS last year. So he was right. a big like home run guy. But I yeah. think that he is definitely going to... He... One of the most underrated moves they had was definitely re-signing him, especially oh, yeah. with his fielding. And I am saying stuff to words to baseball. Uh, 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 he is above I mean, average. Baseball savant. He is ninety sixth, and now it's above average. So it feels like it should be higher too. Right, right. So it's just all that combined. I think he's really. Not necessarily going under the radar, but people don't really appreciate how much he's doing for this team. Also, being a leader, yeah. um, I love his two-strike approach. That's one of my favorite things about this lineup. I think right. that he should almost do it more. Like, not necessarily only in two strikes, but if there's runners on, like, just go two-strike approach. Because he chokes up right. a lot. I feel like every yeah. I'm, I'm more confident in him getting on base with two strikes than I am with him not having two strikes. <laughs> like, and that's not a knock on him at all. It's just, I love no. his two strike approach. It's a really good approach. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised more guys don't do it. All right. Um, another guy that I think gets no love for absolutely no reason is Glaber Torres. The oh, Yankees yeah. are 71 and 20 when Glaber hits a home run. Then that doesn't necessarily mean anything. I right. just think that when he does well, the team wins. I think there yeah. is a correlation to that. Right. I just I think that's pretty cool. Um, he has a 126 WRC plus on the year, but the thing that really impressed me was that he has a 13.1 strikeout percentage, which is the lowest in his career. The second lowest was 20.2 percent. Wow. So he's really cut down on the strikeouts. Big dip, yeah. So I think, and he's also had a lot more clutch hits. The power seems to have come back. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know he has about five, six home runs on the year. So he's definitely not back to 2019 because that was just juice balls. I'd say 2018 because I said he's a good 125, 130 WRC plus guy. He's at 126. Right. So I just, I don't get how people can hate on him so much. I know. Yeah. It's, it's undeserved at this point. And I feel like year in, year out, he kind of, disproves 2020 and 2021 where there were some things like covid he wasn't in shape in 2020 and like he was hurt a bit in 2021 so there's not a lot of like defense you could give to that except they were like forcing him to be a shortstop when he wasn't but you got to move past it and see that stuff happened look what he's done without it look how he's matured Yeah. yeah don't don't look at that as who he is yeah look that's the outlier Everything else is who he is. I, I feel. I, when I think outlier, I only think one season, though. I think it I was guess. just a thing of, like, everyone has 
a span of their career, not necessarily an outlier, but just shit doesn't go right. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah, Fair. outlier. Fair. I just when I think outlier, I think like one year, one. like a couple yeah. months span. Yeah. I don't think like multiple years. Right. So that right. That, that could just. I'll be, give you that. Yeah. Um, that that's more but like it a, gets the point across. Yeah, it it definitely gets the point across. Um, another guy I wanted to highlight that some people are idiots for saying you should be sent down is Anthony Volpe. Um, dude, it's so when you watch the games, I was too lazy to add up all the numbers of how many balls he's hit over 100 miles an hour over the last two weeks. But over the last, I want to say, 10 games, he has at least 10 or 11 balls that are hit 100 miles an hour or more that have been outs. Right. So it's just a thing of he's getting so unlucky with that type of stuff. Like, he's in the 70th percentile for hard hit, 66th, 66th, and average exit velocity. And that also includes the, like, weak span where he was just horrible. And right. some other things are, even if he's not hitting, he is 87th in walk percentage, 82nd in sprint speed, which I think on the bases plays up, 76th in outs above average with having, like, a, a weak span where he was, like, shaky defensively. So he still provides value to this team without right. hitting. And I think he's Definitely. just been unlucky. Yeah, and I mean, look, I'm looking at his baseball savant page right now, and you know, I I talked about Woba and ex Woba before on the podcast. His Woba right now is 287. Mm-hmm. His expected Woba is 313. Exactly. So not not fantastic, but there's obviously room for improvement. And he's also a young guy, so there definitely is some. No matter how mature you are, at 22 years old, there's going to be some mental effect if you're not hitting well, especially definitely. in the Bronx. So. Definitely. I think, I think it could be a lot worse because he is very mature for his age. For, yeah. Mature for his age, he's one year old, two years older than me. Um, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> he'll be fine. Just he's yes. a rookie. You got to give him time. I think he's not. I don't want to say over the hump, but he's close. He he's just a home stretch. He's like pushing the rock yeah. right over. He's like I think he needs to like tip. calm down on swinging first pitch. Because that is something I've noticed a lot that uh-huh. he's done, and it kind of like puts him behind the counts. And when he was doing right. well earlier in the year, or like better earlier in the years, because he was working the counts, doing all that. So I think he needs to calm down on that a little bit, unless like he knows or has like a really good instinct on it, like today, right. like with the Grand Slam. But it's like yeah. almost every at bat he's doing it. Right. So it's like I think that he needs to definitely calm down on, but. Yeah, no, definitely. And look, he's he's trending in the right direction, which I feel is when it comes to rookies, that that's what you need to look at exactly. the most rather than kind of where their average. stats are now. Or yeah. not average stats, yeah. Right. You so, want to see them making an improvement. You want to see them taking that extra step, you know, be a fucking, you know, looking at video, taking mm-hmm. extra reps in the cage, stuff like that. Like, they're making an attempt, and the results are going to come. Exactly. I think he will be fine. Um, One thing I don't have in my notes, but I just wanted to say, because it fits all my narratives, and I just remembered, I do not know who it was by. I want to say it was by The Athletic. But one executive said that out of all the prospects in the Yankee system, not including the guys on the major team, that Spencer Jones is far and away the best one. 
Barely. I don't know. I just love Spencer Jones, and I just yeah. remember that. I don't have an argument about that stuff. I just remember <laughs> that, and I just want to throw it in because I think Spencer Jones is going to be so Jones. good. Spencer Jones. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, no, definitely. You know, my last kind of note on the Major League team is that this lineup feels so much better with Bader and Judge in it. Like, right. there's only three people that, like, I'm not that confident in. And even then, Oswaldo, he's starting to figure it out. Um, Trevino's a catcher, so I don't really care. And then IKF's just IKF. That was the lineup today. There may yeah. be, like, a Bowers in there. Um, and just, yeah, this lineup feels so much more fun to watch. And I know A's, right. whatever. I don't give a shit. I'm saying just off the names in the lineup. Because you, you can agree with me on this. There's guys that they may not be good, but, like, you see their name, and you're like, oh, I'm so much more confident, even though another guy may have stats, but you may not be as confident with him. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. And, look, say what you want about the A's, but, like, good teams beat bad teams. That's what they're supposed to do. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So as much as you want to, like, maybe discredit. It's a slump bus. Yeah, definitely. So this team definitely. should be, and it was. This team definitely needed that positive momentum. Definitely. Um, and then kind of to talk about the minor leagues. Um, I did you see what I texted you last night? Yes, yes. I don't understand Yankee fans. So Cole Calhoun is doing is doing like four hundred in AAA and like fifteen at bats. They're like praying for him to be called up. When they signed him, everyone was like, "Oh, why are they signing another washed vet?" When they signed Franchi yeah. Cordero, they're like, "Oh, why did Cashman sign him?" And all this stuff. It's like these are those guys that you sign for depth. And everyone's like, oh, call them up, call them up. Then when they do bad, everyone's like, oh, they're so bad. Why'd you call them up? Dude, they are depth. Yeah. They, that competition in, like, the minors is just not what they're used to. They're used to playing majors. They may not be good in the majors, but they have the experience and veteran experience to be able to do well in the minors. They yes. are, I'm not saying they're not good players, but that is not who they are. Yeah. And I just I hate it so much how it's like it's, it's people go back and forth frustrating. so much. Because depth is not – you can't have depth of all-star caliber players in and out. That's not how this works. Not even close. This isn't MLB The Show where you can grab every star player and you have some guy on your bench. You have, a 90, you have four 99s on your bench. Exactly. That's not how, that's not how it works. Illegal out. Illegal out. But each team has depth, and that depth is going to be – an average to maybe a little below average, average maybe yeah. above average player who serves a purpose. People, They're not going to be an everyday player. People are trying to find the next Matt Carpenter and then get mad when the people that are not Matt Carpenter do not be Matt Carpenter. It's almost like right. IKF where people are shocked when they are not who they are or when they are right. who they are. It's like, right. no shit. They are who they yeah. are. Like, yeah. They're not. Don't make them someone they're not. Just don't even. So some other notes on the minors. Um, Austin Wells stole home plate. Sure. It was on a double steal. Granted. Okay. But still, stealing home. That's like, that's that's still awesome. Highlight reel. From a catcher, <laughs> he is right. thirty-three for thirty-three on stolen base attempts in his career. Wow. He had, I think, 16 yesterday. So he's got wheels for catcher. Yeah, no, He's definitely. got, like, some pretty solid speed for a catcher. Um, JT Realmuto? That's what I was thinking. Um, I was going to yeah. say that, like, almost like JT Realmuto-like. Um, right. But I 
don't know how his speed's been the last couple of years, so that's why I yeah. didn't. I know, like, right. when he got traded in the first year or two with Philly, like, that's what he was known for. But I don't remember. That's why I didn't. But, um, right, but still. Yeah, he also has a four home, four straight games with a home run in double A. I think he has to be promoted soon. It would be ridiculous if he's you're looking up sprint speed for El Muto. Yeah. I can see the lighting in your face change. I know. You um, he's 88th percentile in sprint speed. Right? Huh, okay, maybe for not. For a catcher. Oh, for a catcher. Okay. I mean, for a catcher, okay. that's huge. Are you saying 80th percentile? He's. In MLB. Yeah, 88th in MLB. Okay. And I'm saying for a catcher, that's yes. really good. Yes. I'd expect Wells to be about seven, like 65, 70th. And he has, right. from what I've seen, most of the speed comes from very good instincts, almost Volpe-like. Not to the right. near the level of Volpe, because I think Volpe just has these out otherworldly instincts. But mm-hmm. has, like, to that extent. He's almost like the Paul Goldschmidt-like. Where, like, right. he has some speed. But he, it's just, like, jumps and, like, all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is very valuable. So right. I don't yeah. see how he doesn't get called up soon to AAA. Um, could be a potential late-season call-up. Um, maybe, like, if Higgy and Trevino just aren't doing it, like, yeah, Higgy, like, see you later. May go for the offense. Um, right. Especially if his defense improves. And yeah. Oh, definitely. Whether it's later this year or later down the line, Finwell is a name. No. I can't. Did I say last podcast that I think he's either going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread or he's going to be a bust? There yes. is no in between for me with Austin Wells. Right. Yeah. He could either be like a top three catcher in baseball, like a couple years into his career, or like out of the league in three years. <laughs> like there's, there's no in between for me. I, yeah. So just, please. Please. Um, and then a guy I have mentioned so many times, Andres Chaparro, Chaparro. my king. My um, king. He went, on Tuesday, he went five for five with a grand slam and a double. Um, on the season, he is up to 282 batting average, 355 on base, 589 slugging for a 944 OPS with starting 0 for 29. And the reason I wasn't, I was too lazy to look into Volpe's numbers is because I was doing some number crunching for Chafaro. Oh, if boy. you take out that 0 for 29 stretch to start the season, he is hitting 369 with a 455 on base, 768 slugging for a 1223 OPS. That is very good, ladies and gentlemen. With 10 home runs, a triple, and I want to say five doubles. He's in AAA, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And he was mashing in spring training, too. Right. It's just... When, when, when the... When... Like, Willie, oh. Cal- Willie Calhoun was, like, your DH. Okay, like, you got it. He hasn't played in the last four games. So, right. like, why are you going to have him on the team for that? You could DFA a lot of guys to make room for him, even if they don't want to DFA guys because they have, like, this obsession with keeping roster depth. You could put Hicks on the I.L., if, like, you just want to make sure he's okay, you can put either Loisica or Rodone on the 60-day IL. Boom, there's your 40-man spot. There's your man on the 26, 26-man right. roster. Right. So it's like... Yeah. It... I mean, he's primarily DH, right? He could also play third and first, but he definitely wouldn't play third or first over DJ or Rizzo. Right, but I mean, 
hypothetically, mainstay DH until maybe Stanton comes back. Yeah. You can alleviate Rizzo a little bit here, here and there. You know, mm-hmm. you got to make sure his back's all right. If, if it's like a day off or they want to DH Rizzo, whatever it be. So I think he has a little bit more flexibility than mm-hmm. people might like see at first glance. But I think it's just the issue of finding it, that twenty six. I don't that twenty six man roster. Spot there is there. an issue though. Like you have so many guys that like either IL slash DFA candidates in right. IKF Bowers Hicks for IL Calhoun. I know like I've seen some things about Oswaldo getting sent down, but I don't think they would because he's been mm-hmm. like hitting better and like I've seen a lot of stuff they've been like focusing on like helping him get the ball in there more because he has, like, a 50% ground ball rate or something. So, right. I, I I don't know. I mean, the other thing is... All right. For at least outfield depth, you have Judge, you have Bader, you have Hicks, you have Oswaldo, and you have Calhoun right now. But Calhoun's really just a DH at this point, right? Mm. So... I think he's it... played one game in the outfield. And right. Okay. And you're obviously not going to play. There's so many people they play in right over him. Right. I think I think the easiest solution is getting rid of Calhoun. That, pro- that Yeah. Because they seem to really like Bader. Either right, Bader, of course. Not Bader, not Bader, um, Bowers. Not Bowers? Bader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I totally either, forgot about him. Either yeah. Bowers or Calhoun. I think it would come down to that unless they want to stash Hicks on the IL because they love like keeping assets that aren't assets. Right, um, right, and I mean, oh, man, I, I don't know, like, it's kind of like the Mark Vienta situation with the Mets. Mm. He's kind of a man without a position, but, like, how long can you keep him down but there you have, I just like did, this? I just did a lineup. Um, you have Volpe at shortstop, Judge in right, Rizzo in first, DJ at third, Glaber second, Bader center field, Oswaldo left, Trevino catcher, Chaparro DH. No, right. everyone that you want to play is playing. Yeah. And they're not, it's not like they're playing out of position either. Right. Like, you don't want to play Oswaldo? Okay, you could play one of the other outfielders and you could still get Chaparro in the lineup. Yeah. So it's like all your everyday guys are still playing. And even if you don't include Oswaldo as an everyday guy, he can still get on the field. Right. Right. You're not really pushing anyone out. You're not. That shouldn't be pushed out. Exactly. So that's just like. That's not like some guys like with Vientos, you'd have to do a lot of roster gymnastics yeah. and a lot of like lineup gymnastics. You wouldn't have to do any. Fair. Yeah. So, yeah. When you put it like that, it's kind of a little more and frustrating. I whipped <laughs> that up in literally the three minutes that we've been talking about Chaparro. Like, that's why right. I was like zoning in on my computer because I was just doing the Yeah. So right. it's like I whipped that up in three minutes and they have how many analytics? They have how much time to like actually whip this up? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, worst case scenario, he's not good. Send him down. Best case scenario, he's on the team. He mashes. You want to keep him when Stan comes back? Great. You don't want to? Use him as trade bait because he doesn't have that much value because he's 25, hasn't played in the major leagues, doesn't have that much position. You get him to hit in the major leagues when Stan comes back, you could trade him off for a package for whoever, because they make a deal every year at the trade deadline, put him in a package. And that way you're still getting value for him. Right. Instead of just having a 26-year-old guy next year in the minors that's not going to play. Right, definitely. And, and, you know, honestly, it might be one of those things where, like, all right, he's hitting really good in the minors. Mm-hmm. You don't want to risk bringing him up, him not doing well, and then he has less value. Give you me, know what I mean? I, 
I don't think so, though, because last year he had about like a 950 OPS over the year in double A AA and triple A. He had like a 0.5 value on baseball trade values. Right. So it's like, I don't. And baseball trade values isn't the end all be all. It's not, but it's, Let me press, it's, it's a rough idea. Yes, that a very, very rough idea. I'm trying to find what's this? I'm trying to find it right now. Trade simulators. J- just out of curiosity's sake, to see how much it's really gone up. Right, if at all. Yeah, if at all. Okay, why is this being dumb? Oh wait, here. Um, chip. Let me chip. Gotta love this. Wait. Any day now. Um. It's also like so sensitive to the touch, so it's so hard to like. Okay, yeah, Chaparro is a one point two trade value. And he was at point five. You said like point seven last year. Right. So it's gone up. So that, but that's nothing. A little bit. That's not. Yeah. Like you're not yeah. gonna. That guy's not going to be a part of a big trade. You get him to mash in the majors, which I think he definitely can, that's going to skyrocket. And worst case scenario, he wasn't going to be a big trade piece anyways. So just send him down. Yeah. So it's like... Yeah, Yeah, you're not really risking much. It's low risk, high reward. And that's the type of moves Cashman likes to make, but apparently he only likes to make them from dumpster diving guys that are 30 years old and should be in a retirement home. Right. Just yeah, frustrating. Definitely, definitely. Because like this whole year is let the kids play. That's what they've been going into with saying it. We're not signing anyone on offense because we believe in the kids that we have in the minor league system. Where is he? At least give him the shot. The last couple yeah. of years, you've been saying like, no, we're not really going to sign that many big hitters because we believe in our minor league depth. Okay, now show us that minor league depth. What? Right. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. And I'm telling you now, Chaparro would sell tickets, I believe. Okay. I believe in the sense that if they show, with the offense going on the uptick, they call it Chaparro, they're showing they're doing it, that can get more hype into it. Maybe not a lot, but it could definitely get some. And for how penny-pinching they are, they will take the couple extra dollars by doing literally nothing. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think he's a huge name, but to Yankees fans... You know the name. Mm. So he's definitely going to catch some eyes. Especially recently with how, like, the numbers I read, they don't see him as the 282 hitter. They see him as the 369 hitter. All they've heard about is the hot streak. They didn't hear about the 0 for 29. So, just, and I know today, like, this doesn't include today, he had a double and a walk. And I think he could have done more as well today. But I, I saw those on Twitter. So it's like, it's let him play. At Bring least him give up. him the opportunity. There is no harm in giving him the opportunity. Yeah. IKF I mean, has like a 13 WRC plus. You're telling me that you'd rather a 13 WRC plus rather than a guy that can hit absolute bombs. Right. Right. But then it goes back to the, the depth argument. Because you say you get rid of IKF for Chaparro. Then you don't have a backup. In- well, I mean, you have... IKF is, is a dollar store older Oswaldo Cabrera. Minus the fun. Minus the fun and the smile and the necklace. 
and everything. All right, never mind. You know what I mean? And because yeah. that's my thing too. About how like you said, IKF would be a great super utility guy. Okay, yeah, for a team that needs that, we don't. They have right. DJ can play every position in the infield except short. You have Volpe, Peraza, and obviously when he's healthy, Volpe and Cabrera both can play short. You have Volpe, Glaber, DJ Peraza, or not Peraza, um, what's his name? Cabrera, all can play second. DJ, um, maybe Cabrera, um, Rizzo, and Bowers all can play first base. You have how many outfielders? You have your good on catcher. Right. So they don't need more versatility. I can, and that's not even including IKF, the positions he can play. Right. So it's like you don't need that versatility. Fair enough, yeah. I'm, yeah, I mean, once you lay it out like that. Like another team may, but the Yankees don't. Right. They just don't. You can sacrifice a little bit of that for a slugger, essentially. The guy that could legitimately be, maybe not right away, but like until Stan comes back, your four-hole hitter, because they don't really have a four-hole hitter. Right. I don't mind DJ in the four-hole, but it's like, it's kind of like Pete Alonso minus the power. Okay. You know what I mean? How like Pete Alonso was like a huge RBI guy because he would just hit with runners in scoring position. But it's, right. that's how I see it almost. But like I want yeah. that four hitter to get, have that power, and I just don't see how you can move Judge or Rizzo. Right. Definitely. So it's like. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Let him play. Let him play. You don't need. Play. You can literally cut. Like I said, there was four or five moves that you can make to get him onto the team easily. Right. Just right. give him the shot. I. <laughs> We're talking about Peraza, whose wife he slept with. Whose wife did Chaparro sleep with? And, like, uh, come on, bro. Yeah. Especially for an older guy. I feel like yeah. it's... It's now or never for him. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was talking no. about Wells, who's 23 right now. It almost being now or never for him, like, this year or next year. No, Chaparro, it literally is this year, now or never. Yeah. Yeah. So just uh, that's really all I got. Unless you got some final comments. No. Questions, um, comments, concerns. Can't say I do, but you know, good, good series win. Mm. You got in, did your business, did what you're supposed to do, and. Uh, I completely forgot to look ahead. By the way. I see. Um and. Okay, perfect. The Yankees in Game 1 have Domingo Herman versus TBD. Game 2 is Garrett Cole versus TBD. Game 3 is Nestor Cortez versus TBD. Game 4 is Clark Schmidt versus TBD. Against what team? Against Tampa Bay Rays at Yankee Stadium. TBD, okay. TBD, TBD, TBD. TBD, TBD, TBD. So there really isn't much to go over. Yeah, I mean, look, you just played the Rays. Yeah. I mean, we, talk, we talked about it. There's a lot of good to for that series. Either way. Exactly. And now and you're getting Judge back. And you you're have also judge. getting Maybe, possibly, please. And you got maybe probably I would say a little bit of confidence boost from this mm. ace sweep, you know? Mm. Rizzo and DJ hidden hotter, Volpe's mm -hmm. he's bound to regress to the positive. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. You know what I mean? Regress by that? upwards. Regress, <laughs> regress in a positive gooder. manner. Yes. Yeah. Regress goodly. <laughs> regress goodly but yeah Bader's hot you got Judge back so. and he's good at baseball Bader is good at baseball yes. 
He's not going to be this good at baseball, but he's very good at baseball. You're right. He's going to be better. Um, all right. That's all I got. We're going to the Queens, right? Are we? Are we? Are I think we? we're going to the Queens. Are we? Are I think we are, right? I'm going to say let's go to Queens and then stop the recording. So we're going to Queens, okay. right? We're going to Queens, whether you like we're it or not. Into, yeah. See you guys. <laughs> Now entering Queens. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Queens, where the Mets have lost another series to a below 500 team and are now a below 500 team. It yeah. was not a great series. Um, I There are some things to take away, definitely, um, but something needs to change, something... Uh, Got to catch a break somewhere, you know, kind of get the vibes right. But before that, as always, your injury report brought to you by Tribro MD. So first and foremost, Max Scherzer, who was supposed to start game one, was scratched due to neck spasms. So he said, uh, I believe the morning before his start and the morning of, his neck kind of locked up, but he couldn't really pitch well. So scratch start. And before that, that morning of Game 1, a New York Post article came out talking about how Scherzer is still battling through an injury, kind of. Mm. Uh, um, he's kind of, I guess, what's the word? Managing. Managing, uh, yeah. Yeah, like his scapular injury. So I'm not exactly. I I don't agree with sure. that. But... Neither do I. I um. You know, he was saying like, you know, I'm fighting like hell not to get on the IL. You know, Dude, I'm trying to help just... the team. Look, and I will be honest here. His five whatever ERA is not helping the team. It's not even Some... that. It's just like you're how old? Like you're pretty. You could end your career by doing this. Like not. Right. I don't even think that's over exaggerating to say like he could legitimately end his career by not taking at max a month off. Right. And last year he was before he got put on the IL for his oblique injury, he was pitching through it. Mm. And then it just got it caught up to him and you know, he couldn't he couldn't just like pitch through it anymore. And that was what, and like he two months two, three months? Yeah, like a month and a half, something like that. Probably more I'm forgetting honestly, but still he missed a lot more time than he would have if he just went on the IL right away. And like mm. I said, he's not helping the team much with his five-whatever ERA. You could pull some guy from AAA. They yeah. can do the same thing. So at this point, just IL him. Yeah. I don't understand why. I, I understand the type of pitcher he is, the person he is, the competitor mm. he is. But just get healthy. It's May. Playing it's through an injury season. is only admirable to a point. Yes, at one I point agree. it's just stupid. Like it exactly. depends on the injury, but like the, like some you could like play through because some you can't make it worse. It just like hurts. But right. like that's one of those things. Like you just gotta like. Yeah, you you play through an injury in September and mm -hmm. in the playoffs. Yeah, you say you want to help the not team, but May. you're not helping the team doing this. Exactly, but he's not in the IL. He's still 
not exactly sure when he's going to pitch again, uh, but we'll talk about that a little later when we get into looking ahead. But next up, Carlos Carrasco had his first rehab start. He went three innings, three hits, one earned run, one uh, walk, and one strikeout. I believe it was in double A. But, you know, just good to get Cookie going again, I think. Even though he hasn't been fantastic to start the year, maybe the bone spur that he had was uh, something that was affecting his pitching. So just getting him back would be huge. Uh, I mean, the pitching depth is already looking thin, so just getting arms ready is just going to help. Uh, but after that, Brooks Raley, uh, he's also on a rehab assignment. He pitched a scoreless inning. Uh, again, just need another arm in the pen, especially a lefty. Uh, we can really use him. And then lastly, this one was is a little new. Tomas Nito is going on the 10-day IL with dry eye syndrome. So he's not hitting well. Yeah, I know. Just pour some. Just get some eye drops. I don't know. But no, you know, just pour uh, water. yes, just pour just water pour straight into your water. eye. Pour salt oh water into your eyes. <laughs> oh my god. But, yeah, I mean, look, he's not hitting. Great news for one player, though. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah, this unknown, unknown individual broke into Tom, Tomas Nito's, um, what's it called, a, a hotel room and had an eyedropper with uh, salt water. Yes, just, and that man is Francisco Alvarez. Huh? Yeah. But uh, Alvarez has been seeing a lot of playing time as of late. That might be because of this in- injury to Nito, but he probably should be starting over him regardless. But the corresponding move was Eli- Elizer Hernandez was transferred to the 60-day to open up a 40-man spot for Michael Perez, who they brought up from AAA. So Michael Perez, just backup catcher, but Alvarez should be seeing, a, I would say, 90% of the catching duties. Michael Perez is just going to be there to give him a day off if he needs it. I mean, even for Game 3, Alvarez played Game 2, which was at night. Game 3 was at 12.30. He played both games. So I think that's a little telling. But speaking of the games, let's get into that. So Game 1, as I mentioned, was supposed to be Max Scherzer's start. But because he was scratched, David Peterson was called up. And he continues to struggle. David Peterson went three and a third. He led up seven hits, four earned runs, two walks, and four strikeouts. Not really sure what else there is to say about David Peterson. The um, dogs make an appearance on the podcast. The dogs? You, you don't hear them? Band-Aid? I did. Band-Aid I and Barney barking. Band-Aid and Barney are also upset that David Peterson is struggling. Yeah. That's why they're howling. <laughs> He was their dog. But now he's no longer. He now dog. he's a stray. Now he's just a stray. He kicked him out. <laughs> but again, I don't. There's not much else to say about Peterson. Um, this is a, his struggles are, I believe, a big reason on why this team is struggling, mm. as a whole. I think. Bear with me. I think he was he coming into the season, was supposed to be their sixth man, sixth starter. But then Jose Quintana got hurt. He's brought Are up. Are you saying He's it's his be... fault or there's a correlation? No, correlation. Okay. I'm not saying it's all Okay, on okay, okay, yeah. okay. 
Yeah, no, I'll agree it's, there's a correlation, yeah. but you said I thought you were saying it's his yes. fault. I was like, he's the supposed to be like the six season. It's supposed to be like the it's, six seven starter. You can't blame it all on yes, him. But it's I, because of him. I will no. agree there is definitely a correlation. Yeah, look, there's a lot of things to talk about when it comes to the Mets struggles, but David Peterson is one of them, I think, because you know, he's supposed to be their sixth starter, got brought up to be their fifth starter after Quintana, and he has just struggled mightily. I thought you were going to say get to... I thought you were going to no. be mean. No. no, I can't. I, that's my guy. I've been talking about so much. Stinks. Get him he out of the Bronx. So... Doesn't pass the eye test. <laughs> he doesn't. I mean, look. <laughs> or the, the analytical he... test. He doesn't. He continues to miss his spots. His fastball is still missing everywhere. His slider is hanging. His curveball, his changeup is hanging. His Everything is hanging and or missing spots. They are not clothes. No. So. That's a new thing. Clothesline uh, curveball. <laughs> but I think that David Peterson has just really, really not looked good this season. And I'm hoping Max doesn't. I know I said to IL him. But hopefully it is a something he can pitch through and it can be okay. Because mm-hmm. David Peterson is the next guy up. And boy, it's not looking good. I think you guys just take the lump. Yeah. I, th- I think yeah. you just gotta. Like, you can't. Because Churcher's this year and next year, right? He has, a, he has a player opt-out after this season. He's probably not going to. This I, rate, I doubt it. That's also, yeah, like, exactly. you can't, if you're him, you can't mess that up for those two right. years. Like, he's got to realize, like, this just, a month is nothing compared to a year and two-thirds of a, or four, uh, and. A lot of time. Yeah. I was going to say, like, yeah. ten-twelfths of a season. All right, you don't got to guess for Nine-twelfths. <laughs> but besides that this was actually a close game believe it or not so let's get into the scoring summary where Francisco Alvarez had the first two runs of the day with two solo shots his first multi-home run game of his career uh, then Alonzo added a solo shot of his own hopefully a little slump buster there a run scores on a double play by Marcana. a Lindor hit a two-run home run to make it 7-6 but that's all the Mets could gather as they lost 7-6 to the Reds. Overall, bad, bad pitching. Really good offense. And that double play by Canna was bases loaded, no outs. So, to get in a little, a little bit of that, because that pissed me off. Mm. So, Vogelback is hitting above Canna. Vogelback works a walk. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but in my mind, if the guy in front of you gets walked, do you take the first pitch? Yes or no? Depends on the situation. Bases loaded, no outs. Do you take the first pitch? It's tough because the answer is usually yes, you take the first pitch, but Mm -hmm. then you see what Volpe did. Right, right. Where it's like you knew it was going to be a get-me-over-fastball, and he ended up hitting a – he drilled the grand slam. So right, it's like – Weren't the Yankees already up by then? Yeah. 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 Mets are still trailing. You see, you know what I mean? Mm. So in my mind, take the first pitch. Who's hitting again? 
Marcana. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you're Canna, yeah. Yeah, 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 you take on, the on base guy. I would think take first pitch. No, yeah, in that situation. But if it's like an Alonzo or a Lindor, I, I'm fine right. with them swinging. But like Canna, yeah, so, I would definitely agree. Yeah. So he swings first pitch, grabs into a double play. That inning, maybe I look. The pitching was horrible, but the Mets had a shot that inning to steal this game. Mm. And. Canna just absolutely soured that opportunity. And later that game, he got pinch hit for Luis Guillorme. Mm-hmm. Luis Jeez. Guillorme, who is a defensive replacement. I'm sorry, but as, as much as I'm getting on Canna's case right now, I do not want to see Luis Guillorme over Mark Canna. Yeah. And, and even then, why are you pinch hitting Guillorme? You can't be. That's like... That's such a bad sign for him. And I think, like, exactly. how many more years does he have on his uh, deal? I believe he's up. At, I think there's a club option after this year, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, I don't think that option's getting picked I, up. I, at, at this rate, I don't, unless it's for, like, a fourth outfielder role, mm-hmm. or like a Tommy Fan type role. Even then, it. you know how I feel about the – I think I know who the future outfielder is because yes. it may seem you have a log jam in the infield. Yes, yes, yes. But Mets lost this game 7-6. It was really close, but the pitching ultimately just didn't give them a chance. I mean, look, we, I feel like we talk about it every episode now. Say what you want about the offense, but your offense shouldn't have to score six, seven runs to win you a game. Mm-hmm. You know, your starters cannot last less than four innings. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So say what you want about the offense, but the pitching continues to be a problem. Mm-hmm. In game two, the pitching was not a problem. Because Justin Verlander did exactly what you paid him to do. Justin Verlander, in the second start of the season, goes seven innings, two hits, one earned run, two walks, and seven strikeouts. This is exactly, exactly what the doctor ordered. Mm. Not a good offense, but it also is important to note that it's the second most hitter-friendly ballpark in baseball. Yes. It's, I can't remember Fenway's too. No, I think it. I think it's Coors then Great American. Okay, okay, then Fenway's third. But Go look, Ver, Verlander did exactly what you needed him to do. He was that stopper that you needed. He went seven innings. Out of you know, in the eighth, David Robertson in the ninth. That was the CC special where it's like an ace is the guy to like get you over that hump to like yes. like you said the stopper to like all right mm-hmm. we're struggling. You know right. you're winning this game. I will yeah, do everything a, in my a, power to win this game. Bingo. Exactly what they needed. And the Mets got on the board with Alonzo solo home run, back-to-back games of a home run, and Nimmo RBI single. That made it 2-1 Mets, and that's the score that would end the game. Mets win 2-1. There were some missed opportunities with the offense, I will say. Again, this offense is not perfect. But finally, finally, a quality start from a Mets starting pitcher. Hmm. I'm not sure if you've seen this. Oh, but God. guess how many other teams I was gonna ask besides the Mets? Besides the Mets, how many other teams have five or less quality starts? And if you, if listeners don't know, quality start is six innings, three or less earned runs. Six or more innings, three or less runs. Yes. Um, I know one other team. We'll say, we'll say two. Zero. 
the Oakland Athletics, who are the one of the worst teams of all time, had more quality starts than the Mets? Yes. I'll let that once just sit in for a second. Jeez, I would have thought the Oakland was like a lock. So would I. So would I. But no. I believe the Athletics have six. The Mets have five. Jeez. So it's not a large margin, but still. It really puts in perspective how bad this pitching has been. Yeah, that's that's but not... Look, Go on. It's not a winning recipe. But look, Verlander did what you needed him to do. Unfortunately, hopefully that number will get, get up with uh, Verlander. Yeah, hopefully. He's like the one bright spot in this rotation. Besides Kodai Senga. So, I will say, this line does not look great, but I will explain myself. So, in game three, Kodai Senga gets a start. He goes five innings, eight hits, five, five earned runs, one walk, seven Ks. He pitched so much better than this line suggests. Mm-hmm. His first inning was extremely unlucky. He gave off a leadoff double to Jonathan India. Next batter, pop-up. Batter after that, strikeout. That's where it started getting a little away from him. A jam shot that dunks into center field. It was like, I think it was like a 68 off the bat. Dunks into center field, run scores. And then the next batter after that, they're shifting over to the left because it's a right-handed hitter. Uh, Like, a check swing that's like, I don't even know. It's kind of like you tap it with the Mm -hmm. ball, and it goes through the hole on the right side. Mm -hmm. So now you have first and third. He then gives up a double, and he let up four runs in the first inning. But then after that, he didn't let up a run until the fifth. Mm -hmm. So he just kind of got babipped. Mm-hmm. I, I'd like to say a lot of dinks and doinks kind of hits that he didn't really get barreled up. That's really what, I, what I'm getting at. So he pitched a lot better, but unfortunately, another early game deficit that the Mets had to work through. Unfortunately, the Mets got shut out and they scored nothing. They are now shut out for the seventh time, which leads Major League Baseball. And your scoring recap. Exactly. You want to know how many times he got shut out last year? What was it? Five? Six? Eight. Eight? Okay. But still, puts in perspective. Entire last year, they got shut out eight times. Mm. We're, what, almost 40 games in? Already shut out seven times. Mm. I think. So, like I said, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think part of that is that you have guys who necessarily aren't themselves. Like, Alonzo so. slumping, Lindor's, like, not... Lindor, he's having like the weirdest season of all time. Marte, obviously, and there's a lot more pressure on the kids who mm-hmm. may not be like they'll show flashes, which are what kids are gonna do. Yeah. So it's like, I think yeah, that's like a, a good part pressure. of it. That like a lot of the yeah, I just named like what four or five veterans that like aren't right. doing what they normally do. They're not being in the back of their baseball card. They're not. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> Like, Jeff, Jeff McNeil still hasn't really gotten going. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Marte's been struggling. Marcana has been struggling. Uh, Alonzo Daniel Volaback, Lindor. It's okay. He's been getting on base. It's so He's weird to say Alonzo because I always think, like, my fam. Like, when I say the name, like, Alonzo, I just think, like, my family and, like, all that. <laughs> and, yeah, and no, then, no. The, the third cousin four times removed, Pete Alonzo. 
But yeah, no one has really got it going. You know mm. what I mean? They're, they've been extremely streaky. And it showed today, uh, game three. They went 0 for 6 with runners at scoring position. They left nine men on base. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they never really got it going. They had their chances, but they can never get that big hit. Mm. And look, you're already down four runs like before the second time you come to bat. It's deflating. Yeah. It is. It, it, baseball is an extremely mental game. So it's, you know, it's tough when your starting pitchers can't really throw up zeros. And I don't have the number in front of me, but the Mets have been outscored, like, I want to say, like, this is probably not correct, but it's probably around the same area. It's like they've been outscored 40 to 10 in the first inning. Jeez. Right. So they're not getting early so you're leads. you're averaging more than one run a game in the first. Right. Yikes. Yeah, exactly. So you're not getting an early lead. You're down early. And you're fighting back, like, every single game. Yeah. And that brings me to my next point. For just overall thoughts of this series, the pitching is still the problem. Mm-hmm. Like, I know game three, they offense did not show up. I'm not saying the offense is perfect. I'm not saying the offense is even good. But pitching is the main problem. It is. Serviceable? Like, yeah. serviceable, I'd say. Maybe a little less. But game one, they scored six runs. That should win you a baseball game. Yeah. David Peterson just didn't show up. The pitching just didn't show up. Didn't show up implies that he showed up other times. Yeah, maybe once. Maybe, maybe. But I might be giving him a little too much credit there. But the pitching is still the main problem. I mean, Scherzer has been brutal. Verlander has been great his first two starts. But then he got Kodai Senga, who's been a little inconsistent. But... I'm willing to give him a pass because out of all the pitching's problems, I'm willing to give Kota Senga the pass because he's acclimating to MLB. Mm. I think that I, I may have said this on when we were doing like the over-unders that I think that this year is just going to be such a wash for him. Yeah. Like, I think that it's this year you can't really rely on him. Yeah. Like, I think That's next fair. year, like, Will be a mu- he will be a lot more of what he was in Japan next year. Because mm-hmm. when did he sign? He signed with like... December? That's what I mean. He only had a couple of months. You put him through a full season where he gets more used to how much he's going to pitch with the baseball, what a new country is like, what the MLB yeah. schedule is like, all that. I think that will definitely do a lot of wonders, a lot of good, and yeah, like helping definitely. him. And having, like, a full off-season, because technically he didn't have, like, the month, month and a half, whatever it was. So yeah. I think that that definitely will do him good. Definitely, definitely. So that's why I'm willing to give him a pass. Yeah. But besides that, He's almost David like a Peterson. kid. He literally is yeah. a rookie. He's literally he is a rookie. A rookie. Yeah. He is literally a rookie. He is. He is. As much as I don't agree with how that I, works, he is a rookie. Yeah. But regardless, David Peterson has been atrocious. Tyler McGill is, you know, he's fine. He's Five Tyler innings, McGill. three runs. He, he's your, like, seventh starter, essentially. Should and Joey be. Lucchesi, who's technically still a part of this rotation, has been okay. You know, he's coming back from Tommy John. He's, like, your eighth, ninth starter. Hmm. So I think it helps to put a little perspective into it. I'm not using it as an excuse. 
because you didn't really sign. I mean, again, there's not much else to sign, but you evaluated your team and like, all right, pitching depth is your strength. So now it's a matter of, all right, did we misevaluate what our pitching depth is? You know, is this who David Peterson is? Or is he like the 3-8, the 3-3 ERA type guy? Mm. You know? But, look, Verlander has started strong. You need to get Max going. You do. Whether whether that's him pitching through whatever this is or him going on the IL for a couple weeks, he needs to get going. I agree. Because that's what you built this team on, whether you like it or not. Whether you agree with signing the two 40-year-old pitchers, that's what this team is built on. Mm. This team is not an offensive powerhouse. It never was. That They lack power, literally. They're very station-to-station, station, very small ball, and that's fine. It's a Buck Showalter baseball team. Exactly. And it's nothing more than that, whether you mm. like it or not. But... Max and Verlander are the is the hill you're gonna die on for this team. Exactly. But that brings me to my next point of getting things going. We gotta talk about Starling Marte. Yeah. Uh, this series, he was dropped down to the sixth spot in the lineup for the entire three-game set. So he's been batting second all of last year beginning of this year now he's batting sixth that's a I did huge some digging. dip yes and remember i believe i mentioned it once or twice he's a guy who likes consistency you told me so yeah, if yeah. yeah if he's batting second i want to bat second every day if i'm playing right field i'm playing right field you said day. like the quote he had were like i'm here like i'll do whatever you want me to just i want it to be consistent day in and day out tell me what i'm gonna do but i want to, to be that for the vast majority of the season. Right. And, look, I, I get it, but you had to move out of the second spot. He's absolutely brutal. So Take some pressure off him as well. Exactly. Because, like, at what so, point, like, yeah, consistency is awesome and consistency helps. So if you're consistently garbage, for lack of a better term, consistently bad, yeah. it's like get consistency elsewhere. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. So so far this year he's hitting 216 289 on base, a 276 slugging. Sorry to That's cut you five, off. This is part good. of my hair that is just not going down. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Go All on, right. go on. <laughs> That's good for a 565 OPS, a 59 OPS plus. Mhm. Jeez. Not good. Not good at all. So, again, I did some digging. His peripherals still are... I know I talked about it a few weeks ago. His underlying stats still leave some room for improvement. Not like a huge gap, but this could tell he is, you know, a little unlucky. You know, that he's not doing as bad as we think. Stuff like that. So... Compared to last year, his average exit velocity and his hard, hard hit percentage is actually better. But I think that might be because he got off to a really good start, mm. so it might skew it a little bit. And then his batting average in balls in play is 261. 
compared to a career 342. Mm-hmm. So his hits just aren't falling. They're finding gloves. He's hitting now, it hard. Like I have another guys. question. How mm-hmm. much of that could have been Joey Gallo last year? Where he was like 100%, 100%, like 90, 90% on everything. But right. just was like the approach was the issue. Because, yeah, you're doing that. But the way you're doing it is right. not right. And Obviously, Gallo's issue my... was the strikeouts. And I don't think right. that's necessarily Marte's, or at least not to that extent. So I could be wrong with that, but do you think it could be something like that? No, I do, because I think one of my issues with J.D. Davis was you look at his baseball savant, hit max exit velo, average exit velo, hard hit percentage, all really good. He just didn't make enough contact. Mm-hmm. When he makes contact, it was hard, but it's the lack of contact that makes his value mm. less. Because remember, it's average. It's not, it doesn't right. include outs, or does not include plays that contact was not made. Exactly. Exactly. So, I do think there's some little room for improvement, but here is, there's two major concerns I have. Number one, sprint speed. 68th percentile last year, he's in the 35th percentile now. Huge drop-off for a guy known for his speed. Yeah. And keep in mind, he had the double groin surgery over the offseason. Yeah. So I'm not not sure how much that's playing into it. Obviously, it's something you need to consider. But then that's another injury. Your, that's like your hips and your core, essentially. Right. That's like everything you use to run, essentially. Yeah. So the hit, the core is above your knees, below your chest. Just for anyone, right. like, that's really what your core is, not just, like, your abs. So, like, right. that's all your core. That's kind of important to also swing a baseball bat exactly but the other thing is he started off really good first 10 games he's hitting 303 he's a 378 on base 485 slugging 863 ops here's where i'm concerned in i believe this is the third series of the year first series back home against the marlins he had a really like rough play trying to steal third where he hurt his neck and then he got taken out of the game. Since that neck injury, he's hitting 181 for 253 on base, 193 slugging for 446 OPS. Is that only one extra base hit? I believe so. I think his last extra base hit was like in like April 12th or something I read. Mm. So, he's, it's just singles. Mm. If, if he's making contact, if he's making contact, if he's getting hits, it's all singles. So, this raises the question, is he playing hurt? Yeah. I'm, I'm convinced he is. Because even that's if just, it's just such like a, a little, drop-off. Even if it's not even like necessarily playing hurt, but playing bothered. Right. You know what I mean? Where like, it may just be like stiff or like a little sore and just doesn't get better. Just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Which can mess up your entire yeah, mechanics. Yeah, yeah. That can literally, your neck is kind of like pretty important. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, Scherzer's missed a start because of his neck. Yeah, I, I definitely you know think I mean? that that's one of those things. Like you see that a lot with guys where like with DJ last year, he like hurt his toe. But he's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Then right. had to go on the IL, missed the entire year, missed the postseason, 
almost had surgery to miss the first couple of months of this year. So it's like, at what point, like, yeah, it's not that big of an issue now, but especially with your neck, you don't mess with that. You do right. not mess and with that. He's an older guy yeah. who you signed to a four-year contract, and this is year two. Yeah, you don't... Year two. Yeah. You got two more years on the contract. I'm just thinking of the guy. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you could legitimately mess yourself up for life w- right. if you... Uh, never yeah. mess the with necks. Never yeah, mess with Yeah, I was going to say, neck is not something you want to mess with. Yeah. So I'm convinced he's playing hurt. But if that's the case, if he's playing hurt, A, I think it's pretty noticeable. Mm-hmm. So the team has to be noticing it. So A, is are they just not going to IL him? <laughs> Are they like? Are they trying to hide it? Mm-hmm. And B, if if he's not hurt, then I don't know what's he complaining. doing. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah. I, so let's 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 talk about. Can I add a, a C? First. Can I add a C to that? Add a C. Um, and if you notice it, and you are by no means a reporter or have a job with any major league baseball team, then other teams are going to realize it as well. Exactly. So they can attack him easier. Exactly. And that basically they may, is a hole in your lineup. There may even be some sort of like analytics on like if a guy has a hurt neck, these pitches make it harder because he can't twist a certain way or like do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like they're something. Gonna, it's a significant advantage to know the other guy's hurt because you don't want to make him hurt more, but you could. it's gamesmanship to take advantage. Right. It's like in hockey. The hockey is extremely vague for its injuries mm-hmm. because they don't want guys, oh, you have a hurt calf? All right, I'm going to go for the calf. Yeah, football you know as I mean? well. Exactly. Oh, you got like a hurt leg? I'm going to like leg tackle you. Exactly. Or leak so, leave my helmet. I'm not sure what's going on, but if he is hurt, he has to go on the IL. I agree. I, 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 you know, I was talking to my dad about this. Like, I feel like he goes on the IL. Say that. You McNeil is probably outfield full time. You have Guillermo to play second. You can have Escobar play second. You can call up Ronnie Mauricio. That's what I was gonna go with. Right, that's the popular I was, answer. I was thinking about this. What are the odds your long term outfield is Beatty, Nimmo, McNeil? I honestly, that's probably what they're going for. Because I was th- I was thinking about that. Like I, that I don't could... know about Beatty. But definitely Nimmo McNeil. Well, I was just saying, because you have how many infield prospects? Right. Because that frees up third, that frees up... That's what I'm saying. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... Just a thought I had. No, definitely. And I, I don't think that's totally out of the question. Mm-hmm. Because they moved Mauricio to, to second for a reason. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... And McNeil's kind of like DJ, where like I feel like he doesn't care where he plays. No, and he's elite defensively wherever you play him. Mm. So there's that's not an issue, but do they not like the alternatives? You know, do they not want to a call it Mauricio? Do they not want to play Escobar? I can understand them not wanting to play Guillaume every day. I completely get that, but it's to the point where Marte is just hurting this lineup so much. He like he looks awful. Mm-hmm. Like his approach at the plate looks bad. He's chasing pitches. He's not making contact. He's whiffing on fastballs. Like, he just doesn't look good at all. Yeah, no, and there was something, like, I was just looking into. Mauricio is on the 40-man. 
Yes. That's what yeah, I so want. That's, that's what like I wanted to see if he, maybe that was the reason why like he's on the forty man. Right. That's like some. But no, if he's already no. on the forty yeah. man. Vientos and Mauricio both on the forty man, so mm. that's not an excuse they can use. But going on to B, if he's not hurt, what's going on? Like, yeah. this is a major drop off. From he was an all star last year. This is a major, major drop off, mm. and. It's to the point where if he's not hurt, I don't know how you can play him. I think there's an answer to both questions, and it's the same answer. Mauricio? No. Oh, what? Like, for him. Oh, for him? Yeah. Okay, okay. Just put him on the IL. Yeah. Because it's an issue. You put him on the IL, he fixes it, he heals, comes back, and it's him. If it's not, it's a mental block, give him 10 days off and be like, listen, for a couple of these days, do whatever you want. Literally, spend time yeah. with your family. Do it like just relax. Go to a spa. Just go rock right. climbing at day. go rock climbing at a rock climbing gym with your boy Justin. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just like give him like a honestly mental reset. a mental reset. And yeah, definitely. Either way, I think he should be put on the IL, even if it is a phantom IL stunt. Right, and if you want to keep playing him for whatever reason, I understand. You know. He's not going to get it going unless you play him. Mm. But he is not unless he's hurt up at all. Right, right. Then it's only going to get worse. Then it's only going to get worse. So I, I didn't think I could get away with this episode without talking about him. Because mm. I know I talked about it a couple weeks ago. You're a big ago. Martega, right? Yeah. I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I wasn't too worried because of his peripherals. But now it's just getting like... Peripherals are only peripherals. Like at one point you need to actually produce those peripherals exactly if it's not you know averaging to the mean then there's something else going on regressing to the positive right and then this brings me to my next point which you kind of helped bring into mark vientos and ronnie mauricio now i think it's clear that i'm not exactly high on mauricio (laughs) and his on-base skills and that might just be the player he is, mm-hmm. you know? But I think it's starting to look like Ronnie Mauricio has a clearer path to the majors than Mark Vientos. Mm-hmm. Positional and value. Positional word. Positional value matters. Right. Where you play matters. Right. So Mark Vientos, say you bring him up, don't think he's going to play third over Beatty. Definitely not playing first base over Alonzo. And he's not going to be your everyday DH because you have Vogel back. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be your right-handed DH. That's it. Yeah. Ronnie Mauricio, you move McNeil to left field, take at-bats away from Mark Canna, Mauricio plays second base. Done. Yeah. So, and look, he's crushing the ball. He not looking like he's slowing down anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I'm just concerned about his on-base mm-hmm. skills. I mean, right now, it's like a healthy on-base percentage. Like, there's nothing to worry about with his stats right now, but his career it's under he's been known. Right? Now his, I think his career is, like, just at 300. Mm. And you say he's 21, right? 22? I think he's 22, but still. Okay, so he's been in the minors for how long? Right. Like, he oh. is. 
a career 306 on base. How long? How many years in the minors does he have? I'm trying to think. Well, it should say that on like if you're looking. Oh, I know. Okay. I'm. I'm. He has five years under his belt. Okay. Has it at least gotten better every year? Let's see. Uh, we got 304, 307, 296, 296, and then right now it's at 372. So that's just the player he is. Right. So if you want to bring him up, I think that's kind of what you need to deal with. Unless, mm. unless what he's doing now mm. is the player who he is. You know, mm-hmm. maybe he turned a new leaf. He kind of just a... started seeing pitchers better, whatever you call it. If that's the case, then yeah, call him up now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree. We talked about but... this when we talked about Dominguez. Was it this episode? What? It was either this. Ep- I think it was sure. this yeah. episode. Where he had that like insane thirty percent walk percentage, where it's like that is what you want to see. You want to see the yeah. plate discipline in on base over the hitting, because if you have that on lock, then that will transfer. That's why right. Juan Soto was like a god or is a god because his on base, especially at like such a young age, because his ability to just have that eye and right. anything in the strike zone gone. So it's yeah. like. That is raw power is nice, like yeah. Mauricio has. Like you'll run into a home run every now and Play again. Play discipline's the most important thing for young guys. Exactly. So if that's the case, if that's the player who he is now, I I don't think you can hold him down any longer. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you can hold down Vientos any longer. I just unfortunately he doesn't have a position. Yeah. I think Mark Vientos has figured out AAA. Mm-hmm. He has nothing else to learn, you know? It's like every other day it's like oh he had a home run oh he went three i feel like you could make roster gymnastics though how so like just because like i'm thinking about like i know like you're not necessarily sold on Beatty in the outfield but you don't have to play him in the outfield every day right you can play him you could play let's say two two out of seven days um vientos is playing at third okay then make so Beatty say he plays six days a week. So Beatty's gonna play four at third, two and left. Then you're gonna have it'd be left, right? Not right. Yeah. Okay, left. left. And then you're gonna have Vogelback, who's gonna be your primary DH against righties. So then you could also just put in Vientos against lefties. So I think that way you would think what he plays four to seven days. Right. And even if he's doing and that's so what terrible if he play. If he's playing so well, then you're gonna probably put Beatty in the outfield more. You'll right. do all. You'll 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 give him the you'll opportunity make it work. to play. Yes. Yeah. My only issue with that is he never had a lot of time in left field. Mm-hmm. So it's only a, a, like a handful of games. So I'm not really sure if that's something you want to test out in mm-hmm. the majors. You know, having some growth pains for Beatty. Having some growth pains in the majors. That's probably something you want to work on in the minors. But if it comes to the point. I don't think it's a terrible idea. You cut out, what'd you say? You don't think it's... I don't think it's a terrible idea okay. if it comes down to it. But it's just something I'd rather see worked on in the minors. Mm-hmm. It is but a dilemma here to stay. because you guys need more offense, but your pitching is also struggling, so do you really want to give away free outs? So it's a exactly. really... It's a tough decision. It is. And I'm and happy I'm so, not making it. 
Exactly. It's a decision I'm not envying because, again, this offense isn't perfect, but the main problem is the pitching. Yeah. Like, Mark Vientos and Ronnie Mauricio are not going to help the pitching. You cannot out-slug your opponent every single game. That's just not how it works. You need at decent pitching. Exactly. And by decent, I mean five innings, three runs, six and four. You know, not three. Three, and, five? And five, yeah. You just need decent pitching. And that's, I think, where they need to figure it out. Because I don't think this team has found an identity yet. Mm. And I don't really see an approach at the plate. Like, by this time last year, you had the comeback against the Phillies in the ninth inning. You had the combined no-hitter. You had the late comeback against the Cardinals. You had so many, I feel like, identity Mm. altering, making games that have already happened. This Mm. team hadn't had their moment yet, and I don't think they know who they are yet. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said... I feel like that's a good note to end it on. Yeah. With that being said, let's look, let's look ahead to the National Series coming up this weekend. Another weird series that ends on a Monday. And Mackenzie Gore is already picked up. I don't understand. Yeah, I saw that. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Spo- I just... Spoiler. Game one. Mackenzie Gore is pitching for the Nationals. TBD is <laughs> pitching for the Mets. Game two, Trevor Williams versus TBD. Game three, Jake Irving versus TBD. Game four, Patrick Corbin versus TBD. Now, you're probably asking... You, you probably know three of the starters, TBD? though, right? Right. So the thing is, Carrasco might be back, so you plug him in a day. Scherzer might be okay to pitch, so you plug him in. But if I did the math right, game one would be a Lucchese start. Game two would be a Scherzer or a Peterson start or a McGill start. Game three would be whoever doesn't pitch game two. And I believe game four would be a Verlander start. Mm. But again, there's a lot going on with this series. Nothing's set in stone. You have a couple guys hopefully coming back, which kind of messes up things a little bit. So I'm not exactly sure what we're going to see. But uh, you're missing Josiah Gray, who's been pitching really well and mm-hmm. carved the Mets up last time. Mackenzie Gore, he had a really good start against them last time as well. You know, maybe Escobar gets a start there. I'm hoping I don't see... You know what? At this point, give to- give Tommy Fan the start over Mark Cannon left field. But that's I'm ho- hard for you to. That is I know. hard for you to that's say. A lot. That's, that's you a lot. giving up an over under. That is you. Oh my just god! Giving it up. Oh my god! You're giving it to I- me. Uh huh. Uh huh. At this point, it might be. But regardless, that's one of the books, baby. I hope we see Escobar in that game. Trevor Williams. Pitched decent. He's okay. Uh, that's the game. The Mets won against the Nationals. Jake Irving, I believe, was just called up a, a week or two ago. So he's new. Haven't faced him before. And then Patrick Corbin. Who's Patrick Corbin? 
and he has still been really bad. He is so weird because he'll have like a stretch of like two or three really good starts, and then just fall back down to earth. Yeah. So I don't know what to expect anymore. Uh, damn, Mark Hanna only has two hit by pitches. That's a oh shame. my god. That is a shame. It is a shame. And he's playing pretty much every day, and he's not even close to on pace. He's not. Honestly, just start leaning into it. Just get on base, bro. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Start learning to hit. I will. I will hire the best hitting coach in the country to start teaching you how to hit. Just yeah. don't lean in. Just don't lean Just in. Don't, don't start leaning. <laughs> but look, over the stretch that was supposedly easy, the Mets have won three games. I thought it was two. two. Yeah, exactly. It was, I think it, it probably was two. I think it was two. They got, yeah, they got swept by the Tigers. You took one from the Rockies. took one from the Reds. So, yes, over nine games against sub-500 teams, you are two and seven. In two games under 500 and currently in fourth place. I don't know what to say. Play better, turn it around. Yeah. You got anything else? No. No? All right. Well, with that being said, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. As always, follow us on Spotify, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss an episode. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>